Welcome to Health and Sisterhood Podcast, where we explore the mystery and wisdom of sister-to-sister relations and how through them we can build healthy relations and deepen relations with ourselves and others. We invite you to tune in and dive in with us through your own lens. Hello and welcome to summer. (laughs) Um, Welcome to another episode of Held in Sisterhood Podcast with my gorgeous co-host Marlene. Today we'll be diving into another season of what we are looking at as a natural cycle of being in relationship with sister to sister. And just as we begin this is an invitation. So anything that you hear here along, um, please make this an inquiry that you check in with yourself and with your body. That's what Marlene and I are doing here as well. As we move through each episode as part of our own experience, lived, known in our bodies, wisdom that we've acquired through other women in our life. And our intention for this episode, speaking of lived experiences, um, is to look at what does it mean to enjoy the lived experience in relations in the now, in the intentionality of the now, while also detaching from quote-unquote summer, detaching from the need for a season that most of us, and here I say this as a majority of us, um, really flourish in, right? It's a season of abundance. It's when everything is in its extreme blossom, color, radiance. And how to detach from it from the sense that it also ends. It also moves us into another season, So how do we do that? Um, Let's dive into explaining what do we mean in more depth around summer and the experience Mm -hmm. of intention and commitment. Mm -hmm. Beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I appreciate the space so much. I have so much. I feel that it's, it's weird, but in a way, as we're recording this, I feel that we are experiencing a summer today within this dynamic so it's beautifully aligned and just to come into the explanation what we understand as the summer of a relationship it's really this like the the joy of living the full experience of a relationship and really um experiencing the intention that was initially set or that this relationship um is here on earth to to create and experiencing also the commitment like the being there for one another and loving being there with with each other um yeah so there's a lot of in this in the summer season of a relationship there's a lot of light there's a lot of joy and expansion and um yeah, it's, there's a lot of warmth of the sun. It's like that's really the picture that I'm seeing. It's like if you soak the sun in, it does. It feels so good, and that's really the summer of a relationship. It feels so good. Yeah. 
sent them that picture and I think this is something we spoke to in preparation for this episode which in one I want to say is the intentionality that we speak to is also the intentionality that you were that would have happened in the spring right in the kind of getting to know as we mentioned in the previous episode and then that element of even in the summer while the sun is up high you take rest and you come into the night the nights are shorter in some places you know in the world they're just as humid and there is not much of like calming down but you do find ways to rest and be in cooling spaces as well right that's one of the things that we naturally we naturally animals across right um do and so i think what i'd love us to dive into is how to how to enjoy that lived experience of the summer in in its vastness while at the same time when we speak to this um around detaching from it how to enjoy it but at the same time detach from it yeah, that's actually the part that I'm most excited about today. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to dive into it already, but no, we're going to first speak about a couple of other things. Um, how to enjoy the the lift experience? I feel one one thing that you and I share very much is the connection to our body. And it's kind of like for us, the body is the vessel the vessel of feeling the present moment. And so one thing to consciously bring joy and to feel the joy that is, is to really feel it in the body, noticing what is there. Um, And this is also the thing, I feel that summer is such a beautiful, um, such a beautiful season to establish a dynamic of sharing within a relationship because in summer, a lot of things feel good, as I said, you know, and that brings up a lot of safety for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a beautiful moment to practice speaking what is, you know, and, and sharing what we normally, or not normally, but I can definitely say in past relationships, I haven't shared so much what is present. Um, and so this is such a beautiful opportunity to practice speaking what is and trusting the energy that is in the room to be ex- to be the energy that is going to be the most beneficial the most loving the most just the energy that needs to be there within the relationship and so summer is a beautiful opportunity to practice that trust in speaking what is energetically in the room so me just to put it in an example um i can share for an instance right now yeah i have a lot of bubbliness today i feel very um smiley i feel very um like my heart is very expansive today it feels very excited but at the same time i'm also noticing a little bit of contraction in my shoulders and i'm like Hmm. It's like I don't know. It's like can I can I fully trust this? Can I really trust mm-hmm. this? And really noticing in this um, the story of too good to be true. You know, it's like this 
this this relationship and what we're creating feels too good to be true and so there's a bit of cautiousness and just in speaking this I'm noticing right now that contraction can actually really relax I'm like oh my god okay <laughs> it's all right yeah so it's it's really about what is present what are you noticing and what are you feeling thank you Marlene that's such a beautiful practice and it feels one that um, can make such a difference in our day-to-day relationships Right. If I think of part, particularly new relationships, I'm going to speak to new relationships, mm-hmm. right? So um, the freshness of having began to make intentions and commitments and agreements and how we show up and then start to wanting to live them out mm-hmm. in their fullness. And maybe you've experienced this at, in a way where you're like, I've okay, I'm going to speak to how I've experienced it. I get hooked. I just, I love the initial like mm. connections between a sister. And all of a sudden we realize we've got all these common topics and we're like exchanging and we're sending each other this <laughs> podcast, that like shop, right? That has my favorite, um, uh, <laughs> that has my favorite essential oils or, or whatnot. Like you're just in this like, whew, the energy right that like the day is long and there's time for everything and we want to do it all um and so to be able to speak out loud to what is it that i'm actually appreciating also about that experience right and what is it that i'm finding really enriching um allows for me like there's this element of like allowing it to be lived in that present moment because where we get into this like expectations elements is wanting that like that those sun rays to extend for as long as possible and but they've been nourishing me all this time why are they no longer here right for example and um, by being able to one say them out loud when they happen and appreciate them there's the possibility of really experiencing them in the moment Um, and two actually voicing what is important to me so that in next seasons, etc., we can come back to mm-hmm. and be an honor what was important, what continues to be important, what is important then but not important now as relationships shift and change mm-hmm. and, um, and things move along the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mentioned this to you, Marlena. I, I wonder how this how it's going to come through now because I'm we're on we're recording this on the 1st of May um mm. where in the Celtic calendar we move into the light side into mm. um into summer and I'm also recording this from Portugal where it feels that we've really shifted into summer the temperatures are really high um and a piece of my lived experience here is to take care of the garden and I bring this up because I'm like I'm really stepping into this is it spring or is it summer I can almost see that like the confusion within within the trees and within the plants really moving into like really quick Mm. blossom and fruits coming through Um, and also noting I have to nourish them I have to give them water 
for them to like continue to survive and at the same time trust in that I'm doing all that I can by being present with them to also take life on their own and I guess that comes into this element of detachment for me Mm. um so one thing um that two things that came up for me was one regarding the trusting the present energy and expressing what is this is also the time because I don't think that summer is without any any triggers you know or without any the stuff that can come up and this this is just a beautiful space and time to share that um and to to share that with safety because I can easily say right like even right now as I'm like as I interrupted and I could say hey I feel a bit uncomfortable that I interrupted you and I totally want to hear you but I noticed that discomfort right and so it is a beautiful moment and season in 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 a cycle of a relationship to practice that and to bring that up and out and then regarding the appreciation and I think that links into the Uh, how to detach and then we're on track again with that um i i feel it's the appreciation it's such a beautiful practice to consciously feel and ride the wave of summer that for me because you mentioned about like somehow making it longer prolongating it it's not necessarily for me about making it longer but consciously feeling what is and that can give the sensation of it's longer in a way um but it's coming back to the trust that this present moment is exactly as it needs to be and if the next present moment is not that that is beautiful too and i think that is important to not get as um and to not get attached to the summer um Yeah, and I just wanted to to bring that in. I hope that makes sense. And if you want to share for you too how that resonates or not, I would love to hear that. And I also want to say I love the picture of this nourishing in summer. Because summer, it it may seem like it's the most bubbly face, but it does need nourishment. You know, it does need feeding in order for the relationship to be able to go into autumn to be able to go into winter and then to be able to recreate and regenerate the cycle into back into spring so yeah I love that Mm. picture wow I uh, an unexpected image just came through as you mentioned that (laughs) um which is of and here you know personal experience I wonder how this will resonate with you and our listeners when I think of when I feel into the high of those relationships, it feels like a really intense space of taking. Mm. Like I'm like, you know, like taking in those sun rays. I'm like taking it in. And at the same time, I'm giving mm. a lot more than I may even notice that I am. And so when I think of now, that nourishment is this element of nourishing myself. Mm. Am I coming back to myself and, and asking what is it that I need? 
Am I taking it, mm-hmm. taking time to check in with myself? Mm-hmm. Right. That, um, that may seem, you know, in the moment, like I'm, I'm like, you know, I have the images of both sister to sister relationships and also intimate relationships really overlapping mm-hmm. here. Me too. Um, because it, it's, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same And how much we want to, yeah, how much we want to take and give. And there's all of that beautiful pleasureness and, um, in that space of giving and taking so much. And, and how do I check in with myself? Mm -hmm. How do I, um, how do I nourish myself at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I also feel it's like, how do I nourish and how do I receive the nourishment? Like how open am I to receive nourishment that comes from maybe the other? Mm -hmm. Because it's not easy. Like if we speak about appreciation, that is something very, if I speak um, to you in appreciation, you've got to be open to take it in. And that is Mm -hmm. a lot of it holds. Appreciation holds a lot of nourishment, a lot. But we really need to be Mm -hmm. um, willing and open to receive that. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. I just, when you shared all of that, I just got so many goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we bring that back to woman to woman relations in particular, how often do we hear a sister giving us a compliment, doing something for mm-hmm. us? And my go to response, less so maybe these days, is like, Oh, but you look beautiful too, right? Like, um, oh, you don't have to thank me, right? Like, and just being like, no, actually just take that. Yeah. Just like appreciate the compliment, appreciate the gratitude, appreciate what is being shared rather than needing to like, I need to counter it, Mm -hmm. right? Because then it almost like it actually doesn't allow us to receive it. It's like, I mean, I'm doing this hand gesture, Marlena seeing it, but it's like, it's coming and I'm like, you're doing this snake, like, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and pushing it back out where it's like, oh, that could actually be really nourishing yeah. to me. And so when I, when it returns for me to, when I feel that towards the other, I, I share it in the abundance of the moment. Right. Um, rather than in the need to react or answer to so beautiful yeah Yeah. i can so relate to that i have that a lot this pushing back i have that a lot with acts of services i find Mm. it so hard to receive that because i'm like oh no but i have to do this i'm the one that needs to do this Mm. and i'm the one that um especially like when we speak about like our dynamic it is a for sure a wonderful friendship and it's also a collaboration in that and so Mm -hmm. I'm like no but I have to do this you know and so Mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to receive that when somebody is just like oh but here I already did it (laughs) they're like Mm -hmm. ah yeah Mm -hmm. no I love I love how you brought that in Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah because that that brings up this like that example this like funny um, feeling inside of my body that lingers in as an I owe you something. Mm-hmm. And exactly. that is what takes us, that could take us into the dark side of the intention, which we'll talk more about in autumn and how to maneuver through that. It's not a bad thing, but it's 
it's there, right? It's by nourishing the the abundance and presence of being in the summer and in receiving and giving and nourishing each other in a space where it's deeply reflective of how much I have an like overflow versus getting into scarcity. Mm-hmm. It can make such a long difference in others cycles, right? That's the thing. Like yeah. we I think one important thing I wanted to like really loudly say here is that it's not just uh detached from summer. It's really detached from all seasons. Yeah. In <laughs> and at the same time embracing them for when they do come. Yeah. And being resourced and and know that there's a cyclic totally. cyclicality to all our relationships. Yeah. I totally agree. I think the reason why we both put put this how to detach from the season in here is because most of us have a tendency to attach to the light and to the summer. But I agree. It's it's true. It's about detaching because there are people who are very attached to the autumn autumn space and winter space. Like I I th- uh, the the one picture that comes to me right now is like the drama, you know, people that are hooked to the drama in relationships. We can be hooked to that too. So it mm-hmm. is it is about how to detach from any season that you feel more mm, attached to, more identified with. Also, for the seasons that you feel more judgmental about, that is a form of attachment too. And mm-hmm. I feel, do we want to move into speaking more about how to detach? Yeah. So I think one thing that we pointed out in a very gentle way is this, the labeling of this is a good season, this is a bad season, right? And so that is definitely the first thing to attach to. And I think one thing that you said, Anna, before, and I loved it so much, you know, not normally, and I say normally because that means more like most of the people that I know, (laughs) they love summer. And they really blossom and bloom in summer, as you said, too. But the fun thing is that then when we are in summer, we look for the cool places, <laughs> you know. And that's what Anna just said. And I found it so beautiful because it, it just really shows this beautiful duality in a way. It's like, yeah, we love summer and we look for the cool places then. So we actually do appreciate um, not just the summer, but also other other aspects of other seasons, and we're looking, we're consciously looking for, or consciously or not consciously, we're looking for that coolness in the summer. So just just that stepping away from the good and the bad uh, season, that is already super helpful, I feel, in how to detach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll bring in the next, um, which is that our the awareness that this season uh and i i actually initially thought i would say in the beginning of relationships but i don't think so i think it could actually as we as you cycle back um could we, yeah could be revamped as you know getting blue eyed like infatuated by not just it's not Infatuated not by the person, but what we are experiencing with the person and therefore wanting to stay there, wanting it to remain there, 
um, seeing the relationship, but mostly I, I, the re, the person as being perfect, mm-hmm. um, and attaching therefore a lot of expectations and a lot of characteristics and ways of experiencing that relationship with that person in a particular way because they make us feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole feeling, what you know, what do I feel when I'm in summer? in the relationship, right? And being able to identify those pieces and do I actually, is there a craving that I long for, right? That I want to return to and, um, Mm -hmm. and how that fuels into my awareness of being able to detach from it and actually remain in the present moment. Yeah. I, I think this is so beautiful. We can very easily especially unconsciously fall into I think there's like one like the realization this relationship is perfect is nearly already or another the projection this relationship is Mm -hmm. perfect is one it's already a little bit more conscious but what is a bit more unconscious and what we me included I used to do that oh my god this person like she's it that is, and mm-hmm. I remember like when I was 16, I was new. I, I honestly, I had a love relationship with my best friend and I was like, mm-hmm. she was everything and that, and she was perfect. And this, the entire thing was perfect. And then something, when something happened that challenged us, we immediately broke. And I do feel that it's part because of that blue eyed infatuation, because we, was like, we both were like, oh, but this other person is perfect. And then when stuff got hard, we were like, that that projection was completely shattered and that shattering hurts a lot. So I think with that blue-eyed infatuation, it's also comes the awareness of what are my projections onto you and what are you projecting onto me and what are we both projecting onto the relationship and having the awareness. It's not bad that the projections are there. It's more about being conscious with it and being aware of it. And then I think the the other aspect is the realization, like me, for an instance, with my best friend back then, and she on me too, like we were like, you are my one and only, you are everything, you, you need to be everything for me, in a way. And that when stuff got hard, I actually for the first time had a boyfriend, and she felt very neglected. And she was like, but you are my everything. And I'm like, hey, I felt like super in the defensive. And I was like, if you make me choose between him or then, I'm going to choose him because you make me choose. You put me in front of that choice. And I think here it's about what is what creates a healthy basis for a relationship is to understand and to honor and to accept a relationship for its uniqueness and not needing it to be everything not needing and also that can come with with shifts obviously but like accepting a relationship for the energy that is there like sudden when the energy changes that are there or accepting yeah the evolution um of a friendship like embracing the uniqueness of each moment in a relationship that really helps and not getting hooked to oh but this is supposed to be this way and you're supposed to be there for me 
in this way. Mm. And I want to add to that is if, we, if I take it into current relationships that I have with women, this awareness of um, our sister can't be everything and also isn't everything that the other sister is. Mm. I think it creates this openness to the multiplicity and diversity of women in my life and the energy it's interesting that we speak to energy it's like the energy in which I share with Marlene will be different Mm -hmm. than the relationship and energy that I share with Martha and also to be aware of where where when I potentially attach an expectation for my relationship with Marlena to be the same as with Martha's and Martha's with Marlena. Um, And it obviously, funny thing is our brain in its simplicity likes repetition, right? It likes the ease of repetition of like the possibility of, you know, the, the path to my bathroom I can do with my eyes close in the middle of the night right like my brain like oh that's like less it takes up less space it takes up less information and so it does tend to do the same in relationship unless we take notice of where is it that I actually this doesn't serve in that way there are certain parts of the relationship that may be replicable but in most cases the relationship is a living breathing organism that is between the two of us right we're creating this this third identity and and I would say that that also explicitly speaks to the season of summer mm-hmm. and the expectation of what that aliveness and lived experience and joy needs to look like mm-hmm. right because the intensity that tends to come in through summer it's like I want to it's like I it's like a high right like if I if I get this with Marlena like I want that in like my other relationships with women um and not to say that that energy isn't there but it might come from different things in different ways and if we attach to that filtering and and like explicitity of how that needs to shape and form then we the unfortunate outcome could be is that we don't allow for our relationships to actually nourish and and be in that abundance Mm -hmm. that they would be in their uniqueness right yeah so that that's what i would i love this so much because when you just brought up that that sentence with marlene and martha my mind immediately (laughs) presented me with like oh no it's like she doesn't get everything from me (laughs) it's like i'm jealous now and i'm like this is so hilarious. And I think I like, I so appreciate my mind in this moment because this is such a crucial aspect, like the jealousy piece in here. It's such a crucial aspect of this part that you just so beautifully shared. And so just allowing that to be here is so precious, you know, and really mm-hmm. stepping into like, this is how we were programmed and conditioned in, in our past. And there's no judgment about that. It's totally perfect as it was and as it is. And also just seeing, okay, what a beautiful, like, detaching from 
any season, but like from the summer, from a relationship, that it somehow gives you something that you do not already have. It's such mm -hmm. a good practice to to come into your own wholeness. And mm -hmm. I just I just appreciated this jealousy boiling up there because it's so precious for me to understand this. And I think that is the third or not the third, but like the, the last step in a way regarding the detaching of it is to understand that we are whole. Like, I don't need you to want me to be exactly like Martha in order to feel loved and in order to feel like I am appreciated, you know, by you for sure, but also by myself in the first place. And so, yeah, just just coming the the coming into the awareness that nothing nobody could ever give give us our wholeness we are whole already we do not need another person to complete us we don't need the summer to complete us in a relationship either i really want to tie in Brené brown in here and so i'm like searching for her beautiful book Atlas of the Heart, which really goes into the definitions of these different emotions. Because um, what you just described is actually envy. Mm. But it's such a, uh, it's a little bit of a uh, ickier word <laughs> in our uh, vocabulary, I guess, to some extent. Um, but I, mm, and before I go there, what I want to say is just so interesting that that feeling comes in in the summer. Mm-hmm. There's something unique, <laughs> uniquely beautiful because it also refers back for me to where our conversation initially started, which was about speaking mm -hmm. and speaking of the things and presencing what is not being spoken because of that, that energy being like so intense that these feelings or these emotions come up even when we are infatuated even when it is intense even oh. when it is all expansive etc but because we live on this tend to want to live on this high and not jeopardize the potentiality of popping the bubble then we don't speak them mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that they don't by not speaking them does not mean that they don't live within us And it doesn't mean that they don't, over time, actually amplify mm -hmm. and therefore come into the darker side of the cycle. Okay, so between envy and jealousy, and I am quoting Brené Brown from Atlas of the Heart. So there are several debates about the inner workings of envy and jealousy, but there seems to be a consensus that there are two significant different emotions, starting with these definitions. Envy occurs when we want something that another person has. Jealousy is when we fear losing a relationship or a valued part of a relationship that we already have. Envy typically involves two people and occurs when one lacks something enjoyed by another. The target of envy may be a person or a group of persons, but the focus of envy is the one that lacks something compared with a specific target, whether 
it be a target individual or a target group. Thank you so much for bringing that into the space. I really like, so what I hear is jealousy is more the, the fear of loss and envy is... Of something that's already there. Yeah. And envy is more, I want more of what the other person has. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I feel in because I think it's about like what is the root that is inspired because I think my fear was like oh because Martha is giving you something that I don't give you you're gonna you're gonna be more with her mm. than with me mm -hmm. you know you're gonna want to spend more time with her than you would want to spend time with me um, mm. and it's it's beautiful to to see the distinctions of that and I think it's like envy and jealousy and I so love that we went with that flow of what was present because I do feel that they're very present or that they can be very present in the summer season of a relationship and that mostly we unconsciously choose to not even look at it yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and as you explain it now actually maybe it, it is actually jealousy then We'd have to probably go deeper into the root of it because you there's like the if I'm understanding correctly right, I'm putting kind of words in your mouth so please mm -hmm. um, decipher for me is we is the idea of losing the potentiality of me walking out mm -hmm. while at the same time maybe somewhere underneath it if we were to look at it, it was like because Mar like the envy of Martha having something yeah, that you don't exactly. have. So it could actually be a combination yeah. of the two. Yeah. Um, and I and I feel like it's so, yeah, just tying back to what you said, like that, this summer thing, because we also, we're so infatuated by the other yeah. person and making them perfect that we could be envious of different elements of their per of them as a person, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and the potentiality of losing them and whatever started yeah, here. Yeah, And the summer. <laughs> yeah. As part of the jealousy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And those feelings. Yeah, totally. I think this is such a beautiful inquiry, inquiry that you and I are mm -hmm. having right now. And just for, mm -hmm. for uh, people that are listening right now, we did not plan that. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that, that part is really unedited and, and raw as it comes and unfolds. And that's what I love about our episodes and podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, shall we move into, because we do have some beautiful things to support you in actually creating, um, and not creating, but in actually consciously living the summer. Um, mm -hmm. And we have a couple of practices that you can do. Shall we move into that part? Let's do it. Okay, so in the height of summer, we'd like to invite you to a practice so, that we have as part of a way that can help having the, have to have those conversations and expressing what is happening, appreciating, speaking the things that are not being spoken. Yeah, and so um, it's kind of like a pre-step to that um to that practice, which is, so we're, we, um, we kind of want to support you, what we initially spoke about this presencing and sharing, and we want to 
um, support you in creating a safe space for you to share in a relationship um, and to presence what is. And so the first step of that is to, to reach out to your friend, to your sister, and saying, hey, I'm, I'm noticing something. I would love to share something with you right now. Do you have space and time for this right now? So just having this sentence, I feel, is um, beautiful to initiate something. And then the sister can either say, hey, um, yes, I do have space right now. Or, hey, can you give me a moment? Or maybe even um, not right now, but I would have later throughout the day or tomorrow. Um, and then uh, the practice that we are going to share with you can, can be taken on. Another thing that you can also do if you want to practice bringing um, this sharing aspect and the presencing into the relationship is to set up regular spaces for you and your sister. Um, some people call this sacred space, you know, where you know, okay, this is the, the time and space for us to consciously share what we are noticing or what we have noticed. Um Yeah, and that can be a weekly practice, monthly practice, whatever actually feels right and good. Mm. And so the practice that I will share somewhat also embody it here with you is a practice of presencing that, um, that I've been able to practice and experience and be taught through the trauma-informed collaboration course with Greater Than... Um, and it's one that allows us to witness each other in coming into presence. So it helps on the one way to arrive and be present and at the same time already step into the practice of witnessing and observing the other person and allowing whatever we are here to share and what are we here to listen to come in and the way that that would happen is if you could be two you could be in a small group and given that one person has a story or something to share i a witnessing an appreciation whatever it may be the person that is the one listening begins by sharing what it what she requires what she needs to be present so in my case right here with marlena right now it would go something like this i need a couple of uh, breaths intentional conscious breaths into my body to just uh, calm down my nerves uh, With that, I can feel my shoulders coming down and releasing some tension that's there. I feel the need to put my feet both on the ground and, um, and rub my soles of my feet to feel the ground underneath me so that um, I feel grounded with whatever you, whatever you share. Um, I'll take a couple of sips of water. I let my eyelids relax for a moment and 
just come inside and check in with myself. Do I feel, do I feel resourced to listen? For me, it's also important just to take a couple of moments of silence before we dive into conversation. I'm ready to listen. And that would be an initiation or a confirmation that I'm, I'm present and I'm ready to listen. This is, uh, the share I just did is one where, you know, we're in front of each other, we've already been in front of each other, we're not just jumping on a call. Um, another example, though, would be is jumping on a call with a girlfriend and feeling the yearning to, to share something, you know, even, even a story that is just simply important to you, a topic that is important to you, and checking in with the sister of, do you have space to be present for me as I share this with you? Um, and what do you need to get to present? So, and, and that may be, and I've, um, one girlfriend in particular that I'm thinking of that we do this is we jump on and we know that, you know, we've planned to be on the phone at this and this hour, but it's actually, Hey, I still need to just pour myself a cup of tea, uh, get my shoes and actually go and sit outside while, and then when I'm sitting, um, I'll probably talk through what I'm doing, getting my cup of tea, so she can be there with me, putting my shoes on, walking out, sitting down on the bench, a couple deep breaths, and I'm ready. And then in return, she would then share what she needs to be present in sharing. And similarly, expressing what that looks like and what that is both internally and externally right so both the bodily movements both the internal movements um, and then saying i am ready to share when she's ready and then moving into the share mm. yeah i love that i love that exercise and i'm curious to actually trying that out myself um, and the next practice that we want to offer you, we kind of want to offer that to you as our ending ritual, um, where we, we end our podcast episodes with a, with an embodiment practice. And we want to use this one today as a real example so that you can also do that together with a partner and sister. And this practice is called gratitude exercise, or we call it gratitude exercise. Mm. And I actually do not know if that is inspired by somebody similar to the presence practice. Um, but this exercise is basically, um, the gratitude exercise is there to bring appreciation into the room. So basically... Um, one of us will make the start and share something that they appreciate about the other and then the other person shares something that they appreciate about the other and that kind of like goes back and forwards um, until the completion is felt with that. So 
first thing that comes to me, um, what I appreciate about you is um, I honestly loved the introduction that you gave. And I know that I said it before, um, but I want to point that out now again. I think it was a beautiful introduction, felt very um, fluid and loving. And I'm just in awe with you because I, I felt like I keep on saying us and us and ms. And that has just sounded very beautiful. And I appreciate that. Mm. I really appreciate your ability to to notice yourself and what comes up and and hold it in speaking it out loud. Even throughout this episode. <laughs> uh, um, I really appreciate how you hold yourself. I think it's it's so powerful to witness someone holding space for themselves when they're when they're active, but also when they're not active. And yeah, I find it. I'm very honored that I got to witness that today with you. And I appreciate that about you. What I appreciate about you, Marlon, or I appreciate about you is how much review and thoughtfulness and patience you've taken into preparing us for this episode. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you for doing that. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate... See, this is where... Is it I appreciate you for it or I appreciate you doing it? I guess it's appreciate you doing it. Mm. I, I appreciate your dedication. I felt that many times throughout this cycle I was ready to say, oh my God, this is not working. And you brought, you, you stirred me back into it and into feeling the excitement for what we're doing. Yes, this is new, planning something ahead. But you kept on showing me how beautiful, like even today, you know, when you said, when you brought this sentence in and said, hey, um, I I appreciate noticing the different experience of the second cycle and how the episodes feel. That is so yeah I I do appreciate that a lot your your dedication and yet your I don't know if dedication is the right word here but your spirit that comes through. I appreciate your rawness. In showing up and sharing, like, really true stories of your life and making them weave into the, what we talk about, which is no, not just a theory that we've come up with, but actually your lived experiences and, and sharing them so openly here. Appreciate it. Mm. funny i have a judgment now my appreciation isn't big enough but i'm gonna leave that aside because i i do appreciate your um 
your um, connection to words, your choice of words, it wouldn't have been it like creating the analogy of nature and bringing nature into the picture with the seasons. That would have not been possible without your connection to beautiful words and seeing these connections everywhere. Mm. <laughs> I'm laughing at this because it's such a... Uh, it's just going to come out. I appreciate you sticking around with me. <laughs> um, and to, yeah, to opening up those spaces for... Uh, all of myself to to be present here and not just uh, a mm. selected pieces and and I appreciate that you do that for me and I appreciate that in ways I see you doing that for yourself too and mm. showing up in both this like manifestation of a thing that we're doing together, but also the manifestation of our relationship. Hmm. I feel that I have one more thing to share. Um, and this is really quite touching. I appreciate this so much in you. The wisdom that you bring each and every time and the healing that comes through you for me I it's so and there's so many things that come into that right now like your connection to nature your connection to your body your embodiment practices and in a way this and I know partially this is mutual the mutual allowance but it's not just a lot like I appreciate the parts of you that are triggered so much like I cannot even put that into words because it brings so much not there's not even a because I just I truly appreciate them and I can see how they have made my life better I just want you to know that. I appreciate you expressing that in words for what sits in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> As well. I appreciate your triggers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. All right. For it's the continuous rapture of our relationship into growth. Yeah, and to, not just our relationship actually like the person that I am and therefore am in this relationship yeah yeah thank you thank you so much that was such a beautiful ride and journey together this episode mm-hmm. uh, all right do you feel complete? I do. Today. 
Yeah, me too. Thank you so much, guys, for listening in. And please let us know if you choose to do these practices. They are honestly life-changing. All right, have a beautiful day and see you next time or hear you next time. In autumn. <laughs>